Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and this week all eyes are on the radar, with rain forecast to disrupt running on all three days. We've had wet sessions and races this season, but we haven't had a round as consistently wet as this, and certainly not for a sprint weekend, which adds a curveball to the mix. The right amount of water could give us a fascinating series of results, but there is a limit to how much water the sport will accept around a high-speed circuit like this. Safety was understandably front of mind for all drivers on Thursday, particularly given the recent fatality rate at this track. Meanwhile, off the circuit, there's some intrigue about Red Bull's seemingly unlikely support for a request from Renault for methods to equalise power unit performance. And the bidding process to become F1's new official tyre supplier is heating up. For all that and more, let's hear now from your host in Belgium. It's Julianne Serasoli. Drivers are bracing themselves for a roller coaster weekend in Spa Francorchamps, and it's not only because they will be driving through the ups and downs of a Rouge, Bourgogne, Blanchimont, and other iconic corners. I'm talking about emotions here, because this is Spa, it's raining, and we'll have a sprint weekend. Here's Julian Sarazoli, and I'll be bringing you the latest from the F1 paddock in the Belgian Grand Prix. Just a few days after leaving the sunny and warm Budapest, I'm already missing this, the F1 circus met again in a very different scenery, so to speak. It was cold and rainy and miserable this Thursday in spa Cochin. It rained the whole day, the whole, absolutely the whole day. But if you are to believe in the weather forecast, the worst has passed. So we will have more rain this weekend, that's for sure. But this is almost certainly happening on Friday, very likely on Saturday, and only maybe on Sunday. This is good news because this Thursday's rain reminded me of 2021. That year, it rained continuously for five days. I had never seen something like that, and I live in London. So on Sunday, Fans were maybe complaining because they didn't see a lot of water and they didn't understand why F1 drivers, the best drivers in the world, they weren't racing back in 2021. But the soil was so drenched, the water had nowhere to go. So this is not what we expect this weekend, okay? I'm sorry to bring up the 2021 non-race if you were traumatized by that. But one of the subjects this uh, Thursday in Spa was how safe the track is. And all drivers said exactly the same. The track itself is not a problem, but it just highlights the danger of racing with little visibility because of the rain. 
So Verstappen, Alonso, Perez, Gasly, they all said exactly the same thing. It even sounded like it was the official GPDA position, GPDA being the Grand Prix Drivers Association. Will we get enough water to have visibility problem during this weekend? Well, the forecast is not 100% clear, as it never is here in Belgium, but at least it shouldn't rain as much as this Thursday at any point during the rest of the weekend. The weather will be the talking point for the weekend because it's a sprint race and it means drivers and teams will only have one practice session to decide where to go to with the setup for the whole weekend. And it's not an easy uh, setup to do here in Belgium due to the wing levels for this track because it has these high speed sections, especially sector one, sector three, and then in the middle of the lap, it has some medium speed corners, some high speed corners, and in the beginning and the end, it has some slow speed corners. So it gets really, really tricky to set up the car. And for what we've seen with the weather so far, we will probably have a very wet first practice. So we, they will have to make all these decisions in a wet track, but expecting to race in a drier track, especially on Sunday. So just imagine having one hour to test whatever the simulations told you it was the right thing to do for your car. Just as a reminder, the cars come with a, like 99% of the setup done by the simulators, but they have to be tried out in the track just to, so the engineers know if that's the, the right path to go. But they will have to do that in a wetter track compared to what they will find in the rest of the weekend. That is a big challenge. And that's only the start of the roller coaster I mentioned in the beginning, because then comes the first qualifying of the weekend. George Russell was saying that in Spa and in these conditions, everyone will make mistakes. What you have to make sure is that you are the one who makes fewer mistakes. You have to expect that you are gonna make them. And especially this year, as Carlos Sainz pointed out as well, he said Ferrari is not in such bad shape as the result in Hungary might have made it look like. It's just the grid is a lot closer than it was even in the start of the season. So if you're not perfect, you pay a higher price than normal. Speaking of Ferrari, there will be an important change for this weekend. Lohamekis is leaving, finally leaving, three months after being announced as the new AlphaTauri team principal. The new racing director is Diego Joverno, who has been working in Maranello for the last 23 years. So he knows the team really, really well. He started his career in motorsport as a gearbox assembly technician, and that was in the early 2000s. And then he became the head of race operations at Ferrari in 2010. And from 2015 until 2018, he was the sporting manager, which is a similar position to the one he will have now. And it's a lot of responsibility. He has to represent Ferrari every time there is an issue with the stewards, and he also controls the race operations. And that's a team which hasn't been operating really well in the last few seasons. So yes, it's a big call for him. 
Another talking point this Thursday had to be all the anticipation for the F1 Commission meeting, which will take place this Friday. There are many subjects to discuss. The use of tire warmers from the start of 2024 will be vaulted. How many sprint weekends we're going to have next year and where. And Renault's request to have a chance to develop its engines to get closer to the other manufacturers. Some sources within the team are saying that the difference can get up to 40 horsepower, so it's a lot. It's hard to know how this request will pan out, and this request isn't the first from Renault. I'd like to remind you that they had an equalization request during the V8 times uh, accepted, and they went on to win many titles with Rebel. It was not because of the engine, but I'm sure if that hadn't been the case, it would have been a little bit harder for Red Bull. This Thursday, I saw a meeting inside McLaren with someone from Aston and another from Mercedes. And of course, it could be about anything, but I was wondering how Mercedes and its customers will vote on this one. Because Renault has Red Bull support. And that didn't really sound really good for Red Bull because it, it sounded like another sign that Red Bull powertrains might be struggling with the 2026 rules. So in, in which way? How does it work? Well, you only support a change like this if you imagine you'll be doing or you'll be needing something similar in the future. And Otmar Zafnauer spent a lot of time inside Ferrari's motorhome in Hungary and it's not easy to guess what it was being discussed. He was looking for support. There are other important subjects. Which tires will F1 use in 2025 or from 2025? In Hungary, I heard Bridgestone had made such a good money offer that it would be hard to be refused. It would be double of what Pirelli had offered. And in this Thursday, I heard Pirelli would remain. What's gonna happen? Well, I guess you will have to watch this space. There's also some talk about the budget cap. Teams want more money, as always. And it's interesting because the whole budget cap rules were made when Williams and Haas and other smaller teams were struggling to get 100 million euros from the sponsors. So for all the, the budget, this is not a reality right now. Even the smaller teams are operating close to the current $145 million budget cap. So of course, they will ask for more. But we are going to talk more about that tomorrow after we have some news about the F1 Commission meeting. For those who are not familiar with them, the F1 Commission is formed by the teams, Liberty Media and the FIA. And they have votes uh, which then have to be ratified by the governing body. So even though we will have decisions this Friday, it's unlikely there will be any official statement. Just some quick drops before I leave you. The Hungarian trophy drama. So, Lando Norris arrived in Belgium saying he was sorry about making jokes after breaking Verstappen's trophy. It did sound a bit aligned with the PR, but anyway, the Hungarians are making a new trophy, which should be kept by Rebel, I would imagine. And Max said he's not sure about what's happening with the original one. He even mentioned giving it to Lando as a souvenir. And my opinion doesn't make any difference in that case, of course. But I think Marx 
should have it as part of the background for his sim racing setup. So right next to the World Championship trophy and the frigo bar. I'm sure some of you will understand what I mean. To finish off Thursday in Spa, Alpine did a beautiful tribute to Antoine de Hubert, who died in Spa during the F2 race in 2019. They asked anyone in the paddock to do a lap running the track in honor of Hubert, and a lot of people came, even with the terrible weather. In front, Pierre Gasly, he's one of his best mates, and the other Alpine junior drivers who were very close to the Frenchman. So that's it from today's report in Spa. Hopefully we'll have just enough rain this weekend to make lives difficult for teams and drivers, but still keeping them safe and the green flag going. Bye bye. Thanks very much to Julianne, enjoying the classic conditions of a traditional Belgian summer. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Belgian Grand Prix paddock by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.